Listen up or run for cover. Dropping knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. The, the, the real Bradley Bombs is dropping. What it is, Brad Lee, back again with another episode of Dropping Bombs. Today in the studio, folks, I've got a real badass. You better pull over, get your pad and pen if you like making money. If you've never heard of the guy, you got to look him up. You got to follow him. He's made over 1,400 free videos, courses, shit like that. He's got one of the biggest events of the year that go on called uh, Network, no, GoPro. Eric Worry, thanks for coming. How you doing? Dude. The real Bradley. Yeah, if I was any better, I'd be you. Where did the real come from? There's a couple of ways. The main way was a buddy of mine thought it'd be funny to get on Twitter as at Bradley and start saying wise ass shit. He stole your name. Yeah, and he was doing it as a parody account. So I'm telling Twitter, hey, that's not me. A parody accounts are legal. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? He's saying rude shit like, you know. I banged the ladies and just being rude thinking it's funny. I didn't think it was that funny. So then I had to, I had to get the real Bradley. So that's the main first reason I did it. But then it started to play in because I was doing the virtual training Mm -hmm. and I would show up at dealerships and people would say, Bradley's here. And and then you'd hear him go, no dude, like he's here. The real Bradley because they were used to just seeing. And you're real because you're dropping bombs. And now I'm known because I'm real, because I'm dropping bombs and I don't sugarcoat shit. And I tell the truth, whether it's popular or not, because I'm one of these uh, people think I'm an influencer. Not really. Um, I don't care if you follow me or don't follow me, where a lot of people want you to follow them because that's how they monetize. And I don't really monetize my following. Yeah. So I don't really care. I'll tell you, vote Trump or you're a dumbass. (laughs) um people say oh i'm unfollow well later dude later because i try to give value i try to bring people in that i know um and 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 drop bombs on shit so people can get ahead in life my mission i don't know if you know this is to ultimately get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it yep because I think the reason people fail is because they don't have the right information. Success leaves clues, right? No, well, hundred percent. And and you hear that, but what does it really mean? And you know, because we had so many people coming in here, I thought, dude, I need a couple microphones, and I'll just pick their brain in between filming or whatever, and it just caught on. And Love now, it. And now, top top ten business top 10. podcast on planet Earth. Boom. So you know what I'm saying. So a lot of people listen to me, doctors, lawyers, blue collar workers, construction workers, a lot of MLM folks, realtors, salespeople, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's growing, but they love the show, but they really love the guests. Why? Because, because we keep it real and we talk about shit that they can implement to get past whatever challenge they're getting. But I just normally have a conversation. A lot of people think, you know, I'm going to pick your brain about network marketing, which I may, but I also, you know, randomly ask you questions. Like, sure. like, like also I've seen you in like cool shit, you know, shoes that are cool. Like what gives you your style? My wife, um, she buys everything. I just put it on. Does she? Yeah. She buys everything, brings it to the house. I haven't been to a store in years. And you don't say shit about it? Nope. So she wants you in yellow pants and red shoes. You put them on. Yep. 
It's like yep. my wife doesn't wear the pants in my family. She just tells me which pants to exactly. wear. Exactly. I gotcha. You know, I'm smart enough to I, be able to just go along. Yeah. Go along and get along. Happy wife, happy life. Is there yeah, truth man. to that? And now I got a good, you know, like a, I got a great shoe game. I got, you know, I got little moments here and there. Yeah. Well, you've been making coin for quite some time. Yeah. I want to go back to where before you made any coin. Okay. Now, if you're listening, you guys don't know Eric Worre. Eric Worre's most known in the MLM network marketing training space. He will train someone in network marketing or MLM how to make a shit ton of money for real because a lot of people obviously think, oh, those are pyramid schemes. No, there are some, but you know, network marketing, in my opinion, dude, hell of a fucking smart way to go. Yeah. Especially now with the For the, the COVID. average person. I think it's a better way for, to, for a person to express entrepreneurship than any other form for the average person. If you don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of background, don't have a lot of pedigree, and you want to be able to figure out a way to make some extra money or build a business, this is the best way to, to give it a shot. A real business? Yeah, real business. I mean, you deal with people that are making how much a month? Um, lots making a million a year, so 100000 a month plus. You know, pretty good handful making over a million a month couple no. making over two million a month no employees there's someone that i'm aware of it, they're in monate mm -hmm. and she's she's just getting started she's already i think at a million a month could be i don't know and and uh she was a celebrity she still is a celebrity so yeah. does that help why wouldn't all celebs get into that space you know they're usually too cool to go to work um, they want to do the influencer thing. You know, maybe I'll just drop my name and see what happens and see if people follow. That's not how network marketing works. I mean, you got to build a team. You got to lead the team. You got to increase the productivity of that team. Weekly calls. Yeah, whether it's calls or, or communication of, in whatever form, Zooms and calls and social media and phone and text and everything else. But, you know, what network marketing allows you to do is build a network. And get some leverage. Yeah. You know, wealthy people have networks. So let's go back. Eric, what, what, Eric, and by the way, dude, he's got his own jet. His house is like one of the sickest houses in Vegas. You built it. Took you took you a long time. Four long years, time. yeah. And believe me, folks, if you guys ever get invited and it's at Eric's house, make sure you Come accept over. just to see the freaking view. <laughs> so before that, Eric Worre, yeah. were, were you broke? Were you a regular Joe like everybody else? Um, I've been involved in the network marketing profession for 32 years. I'm 56. So when I was 23. Who were you then? How much money? What what, what was happening? Flat broke. Flat I mean, broke. I'm, I'm the classical, you know, couldn't rub two nickels together type of a guy. I barely graduated high school, bottom 20% of my class, 1.9 GPA. They had to negotiate to get me out in my senior year. Went to one semester at community college, dropped out there, and um, I had 18 jobs by the time I was 22. Counted it up one time. Everything you can do for minimum wage. Last thing I was doing was selling real estate, and um, my first year selling real estate, I, I made $45,000 and I spent 60, and yeah. I didn't save any money for taxes, so I was in a tough spot, right? And then network marketing showed up. Which one? Do you remember? It was a company called NSA, uh, which was water filtration, air filtration, those types of products. They've since morphed to a company called Juice Plus. They've been around for a long time. Very successful company. But that's where I started. 
way back when who was who was 1988 who was the eric worry in your day um the top guy in that company is a gentleman by the name of jeff roberti and jeff lives in florida a couple years older than me he was like this young whiz kid making big big money back then in his career he's earned over a hundred million dollars in network marketing commissions as a distributor not as an owner not as anything other than what everybody could be but he took it to the a really high level he still makes i i would guess four or five million a year just in residge yeah just from his organization still building still working with the team still helping him out is he still with juice plus mm-hmm. damn talk about longevity <clears throat> yep so so but he wasn't the Eric Worre. The Eric Worre, when I say the Eric Worre, it's like, you know, the Tony Robbins of, of, of motivation and business. Like- oh, there were, I don't think there was anybody inside of the network marketing space that decided to be uh, a thought leader, quote unquote. The guy. Yeah. I mean, there were, there's different men and women in different companies. You know, there's some high level leaders in Mary Kay. There's high-level leaders in Herbalife and Juice Plus or whatever other company, high-level leaders. But there was never really somebody outside of the field that just decided to be an ambassador and be a support and be a help to the whole thing. Regardless. You know, this $200 billion profession around the world. Is that what it is? Yeah, $200 billion a year. Pays out $80 billion a year in commissions. 100 million people involved, most of them part-time, um, you know, making a few bucks and the highly ambitious make a lot of money. What, why such high turnover? Bunch of reasons. Um, 90% of people who get a real estate license never sell a single home. Most people who buy a book never finish it. Most people who get a course never get through the course. Same thing's true here. I mean, if we, in network marketing, if we, asked people to invest 50 grand or $100,000 to start their business, they'd have a lot of reasons to stick around and go to work. But a lot of these network marketing companies, you can get involved for less than 500 bucks. And when the going gets tough, they just go, eh, I'll just use the product. And I'll just, you know, our profession is filled with tourists. They're not going to be full-time residents. They're just going to hang out for a minute, you know, visit the beach, try the product and, and move on out. You know, it's like the difference between somebody who drives through the drive-thru at McDonald's and somebody who owns a McDonald's. Some people stay, build a business. A lot of people just come through, give it a shot. You know, they're trying to get something for nothing. Is that changing with COVID? Um, The only thing that's changing with COVID is the whole world is realizing it's a good idea to find a way to earn from home. If you can earn money from home, you can use your phone or your computer and in order to be able to make some money, you can tap into a support system, which network marketing allows you to do. Somebody else will drop ship the product for you. You don't even have to touch the product in most cases or the service. Uh, people are realizing that. So I, I, I will tell you, I thought when this hit that it was going to be like 2008, 2009 when the crisis uh, you know, the whole financial crisis hit and everybody just put their head in the sand and, you know, froze out of fear, not knowing what the heck was going to going to happen. I expected that to happen here inside of network marketing that, you know, in, in this uncertainty, people would freeze, but they didn't. Um, 
there's been such an explosion of growth and I think it has to do with people being open to taking a look at options on how to work from home. But also, the people who are home got nothing else to do. There's no to-do list. There's no errands they can run. I mean, for the most part, it's loosening up a little bit now. But pretty much, people are just sitting there. They say, oh, let me jump on Zoom and tell my friend about my product. Or let me, let me uh, share this with somebody else. Let me jump on social media and talk about this or that. So recruiting went up. Volume went up. I have a friend, top earner in, uh, in, in a company. In March... He, his organization did $2 million in sales total. In June, his organization did $8 million in sales. Mm. And he's been doing this, you know, seven, eight years. So, with this company. So, 4X growth in four months. Just unbelievable. Because I think people are focused and... And then it's building its own momentum. It's kind of a magical thing. It's like inside of network marketing, there's been a flood and and our profession has an unlimited supply of lifeboats and we're able to give them out to people if they're willing. You know, I think also prospects are a little bit more open-minded because they realize that their job wasn't as secure as they, as they thought it was going to be and the loyalty from the boss wasn't as loyal as they hoped it would be. For sure. Yeah. So are there any latest and greatest uh technologies or tricks like you know before we used to have to knock on doors and make phone calls now it's text mass texting yeah the concepts stay the same in in every business the concepts are constant you got to find prospects wherever you go how you find them changes you know but you got to go find them you can use social media you can use you know ads you can do all different kinds of things to find them but you got to find them (coughs) you think it's easier now than it used to be sure Sure. Because of social media? Sure. I mean, you're a couple of clicks away from anybody. You mm. pick an inter- If you want to find a prospect about something, all you got to do. Here's one thing I learned about business and marketing. All business is conversation. That's all it is. And you're either in conversation with somebody or you're not. Mm. And if you're in conversation, <laughs> if you're in conversation, you're making money. And if you're out of conversation, it's over. You're out of business. So we have the ability to get in conversation with people in whatever way. And from that conversation, if you keep it going, the professionals start it and keep it going, eventually there'll be a time where you can educate people about your product or your service or your company or something. But now it's easier to start conversation than ever before. I mean, if you're, if you're in love with The Walking Dead, let's say, the, the TV show, The Walking Dead, you can find 5,000 Facebook groups on The Walking Dead. And you can join those Facebook groups and you can hang out with those people. And if you love it, they love it. And you can make tons of friends. And from those tons of friends, guess what you can do? You can start conversation. And from those conversations, guess what's eventually going to happen? There's going to be some opportunity for you to talk about your business or your product or your service or something. And from that, good things are going to happen. And you can do it all with your phone. I mean, it's super easy to be able to reach anyone now, whether it's uh, similar interests, doesn't matter. I mean, we have at, the, at our fingertips the ability to reach the world. It's just a matter of, like I say, starting conversations, staying in conversations. That's the key. And knowing how to do that. I, yeah, but I tell people, you wanna go 
build a big business. I mean, because in network marketing, you're you're either educating people about your product or your opportunity, right? In your business, you're educating people about uh, interactivity, you know, or, or or interactive courses in order to be able to improve somebody's retention and and improve their quality of their learning experience. Yeah. So what I tell people to do is start a thousand conversations. Go online, figure out a way to start a conversation. Say hi. I don't care what you say. Doesn't matter. What's up? I think you're ugly. You know, I think you're amazing. Doesn't matter. Start a thousand conversations and then keep them going. And if you keep them going over time, you'll have so many people that you have an opportunity to educate about what it is that you have. You know, like for you, if you if there's 500 different potential companies or thought leaders that would be prospects for, for what it is that you do. If you're in conversation with 500 of them, you're going to be signing 10 to 20 of them a week as clients. Mm-hmm. Just automatic. You wouldn't even have to think about it. So what to say doesn't matter. So long as you know what you're talking about, what, what matters is having the conversation and keeping it going. That's the only thing that matters. So you, so you're 23 years old, you're in debt. Somebody came along, got you, got y'all signed up with NSA. Yeah. How long did, until you were like successful with that? You have to define success. Making 10 grand a month. Well, that's not success. I know, but I believe me, you're talking to the right guy when it comes to that. I say that all the time, but I mean, you financially, know, look, let's talk for, financially. For, for, for my first three and a half years, I made just enough money to be miserable. Um, I had the pin, I had the award, but I had no money. I paid my taxes, paid my business expenses, tried to live, occasionally took the family to Disneyland, and I had nothing. I did not improve my financial situation. I was not financially free. Um, It was tough. I rebuilt my team like seven times my first three and a half years. I build it up, fall apart, build it up, fall apart, build it up, fall apart. I hadn't, you hear about these people inside of our, our business, that just start and have these huge businesses. They're just massive, you know, and they don't even know how it happened. And I just wanted to punch those people in the face because that never happened for me. So three and a half years, I know what they call duplication in my business. I had no leverage in my business. If it happened in my business, I did it, okay? I closed it, I did it, I trained it, I solved it, you know, I promoted it, I did everything. And then two things happened. One. I was kind of focused on timing and positioning and looking for a magical system, maybe signing up the magical person in my business. And at an event, I finally decided to let go of all that and just decide to be an expert. Just put my entire focus, not on results, but to become world-class in this profession. In, not only in theory, but in practice. And when I made that decision, it happened in a moment. I made the decision, to, and that's why I call the book and you know all, all the things that we do GoPro. I made this decision to go pro. The fear left my body. I wasn't anxious anymore. And I had a plan. And I realized that nobody could stop me. If I really decided to do it, then I, I could go all the way to the top. And politics couldn't stop me. And my background couldn't stop me. And my lack of education couldn't stop me. I could go do it. So I did, and it took me about, by the time I was 29, which was about two and a half years later, um, that year I made 980000 um, in commissions. 980000 no employees, and I finally had some freedom. That's when I finally paid off 
everything. That's when I finally got myself into you know a good situation, and I I, I began a, a string of many many years of a million dollars a year plus uh, inside of this profession. Helped a lot of people. Built in sixty countries around the world. Built a team of half a million people. That's when it all started. Yeah, really, by about age twenty nine. That yeah. was that was the kickoff for me. It, was, it took probably six seven years before it really kicked in. Because someone told me like the first event you threw, there was maybe 300 people there. That, that oh, the, for, for Network Marketing Pro? Yeah, or whatever you had, yeah, you get 20,000 showing up now. Sure, the, I, I decided, I don't know if your viewers know a personal development guy, his name was Jim Rohn. Sure. And Jim was the man. And Jim was my mentor from afar, he never knew my name, and then I became friends with them, and I got to know him and work with him, and he was towards the end of his life. He was in frail health. And this was 11 years ago. I just said, what if Mr. Roan had a video camera in his pocket? And instead of all the stories I've heard on audio and <clears throat> on stage, if he actually had a video of him experiencing the different things he experienced and he created a little video blog or something and put it out for the world, that'd be a cool gift for future generations to to experience the life that he experienced. So with that, I started uh, Network Marketing Pro, which at the time, this was um, March 2009, the time was uh, a video blog. I watched what Gary Vaynerchuk did with the Wine Library, and I just decided to reverse engineer that and do it for network marketing. And about 200 times a year, I would... I would turn the video camera on and I would talk about stuff or I'd interview somebody or I'd share an idea or share a story. And, um, and that turned into this whole new career over the last 11 years of, you know, 5 million, <clears throat> 5 million people a week now consume the content that I put out on uh, social around the world and our events are huge. Um, you know, the biggest event we've done we've done here is eighteen thousand. I did an, a three day event last year for forty five thousand people live um, for three days in the middle of Germany. And That's fun, yeah. Yeah, and this December we're we're going to be hosting um, the biggest online event in the history of our profession, which will be between a hundred and hundred fifty thousand people paid attendance. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Uh, so. Who would have thought? Um, starting there, building a career, helping people inside of this, learning some lessons along the way, um, becoming a better version of myself. And at some point, you were going to stop doing those events, weren't you? I thought about it because I, it was just, you know, every once in a while, you get, you get if, you're, if you've been doing something for a while, you just kind of go, gah, this is such a gift to everybody else, and it's so much work for me. And once you've got enough money in the bank, you're like, how much stress do I want to have in my life? Um, I do that with my social media. Do you? It's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, how famous? Because we were just talking about this before we started. How famous do you want to be? Um, so I thought about that for about a month. And then I said, no, that's stupid. Um, and now I've added more stress to my life than I've had in 10 years by you know, building this crazy spaceship studio in Las Vegas for this event that we're going to do and and getting 100,000 people plus to buy a ticket from around the world and provide translation in 18 languages and the real deal the real deal you but, you, uh, you hire in a group that does that 
we have like seven companies. I, I literally left uh, a call with two of the companies to come here, but seven different companies arranging to put this together. We made the decision to build a $20 million studio uh, for a virtual online event. If you can imagine, 360 degrees, uh, 62 feet around, 14 feet tall uh, LED video walls, um, 1.9 millimeter uh, 4K quality all the way around uh, with, with people like it's a huge stadium and the speaker in the middle, uh, the physical speaker in the middle. Um, we made the decision to do all this with seven different company, uh, companies and deliver it and sell it with 17 weeks notice. Now, why the screens around the edge? What, what's put on there? People. So like when you watch a Zoom, it's going to be just filled you, you with faces? Will, you will see in 360 about <clears throat> 3,000 people at a time. And we'll rotate those people about every 10 minutes. So they'll physically be in the arena. The speaker will feel that they're in the arena. You'll be able to interact with them, bring them up on the big screen, you know, do all different kinds of things with them. The reason why we're doing this is, I think, for to make an online event interesting, it has to be interactive, number one, and it has to be just over-the-top, visual, spectacle, outrageous, beyond-belief type of a thing. It just can't be like a Zoom call or... Uh, YouTube video or something. You got to just make it outrageous. Yeah, if I want to do a mini version of one of these studios, is the is the wall the key? I think it's the key having it in the round. So if you're looking at a speaker, you can see behind them, you can see a whole audience of people. If you're looking over their shoulder, you see somebody else, and then that person can interact with those people. I so so if I'm on the screen, how do I talk to this person? Just turn around and talk to them. What do you mean? Just turn around and talk to them. No, I don't mean I'm not the speaker. Like, I'm on the wall. Oh, I'm you're one, on the wall. I'm you're one of the you're Brady Bunch kids. Yeah, you're looking at the person in the room Yeah, uh, that, that's the presenter, and you're looking beyond them to see other people, and you're kind of looking into their lives yeah. uh, on the screens behind them. Or their faces. Yep. Yeah, and so they can't talk to each other. No, but it, they can in the chat. I got you. So all of this is like an orchestrated thing. It's so outrageous. I mean, the technology. When is that? And how do people get tickets? Oh, they, I, I mean, if you're in network marketing, you, you, uh, this will be interesting for you. If you're not, if, you know, maybe it's, an, it's a lesson in how to do an event you can check out. Uh, virtualgopro.com. People can check it out. Virtualgopro.com. Folks, if you guys are doing network marketing, you probably already heard of it. If you hadn't got your ticket yet, it's, it's unlimited, obviously. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and you couldn't put on a 150,000 person event no, in I, real I, life. You know what's funny? What? Here's, here's one thing I believe. Without resistance, there's no creativity. I mean, if you don't get, ever get punched in the face, you don't figure things out, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a big a, a fan of the book, The Obstacle is the Way, Ryan Holiday, one of the best books, business books out there. The Obstacle is the Way. But this whole thing of Corona made me have to relook at how can we reach the world and 65 percent of our audience typically for this big event that we do once a year comes from outside the united states well they can't get here and for everyone that comes here there's 50 in their little village or town or city or country that they can never get here they can't get a visa they can't afford to get here they can't afford to do it now i can reach them two things make me happy one is if i'm growing and two is if i'm contributing Right, and I have to have both. 
If I'm only growing and I'm not contributing, I'm restless. If I'm contributing, I'm not growing, I'm restless. So this is making me grow big time. But if I bust my ass and I do nothing else, I could probably fill up Raider Stadium for three days and have 50,000 people. Assume there's no corona. I could have 50,000 people attending our big GoPro event at the end of the year if I did nothing else, right? And I got a lot of other things to do. Well, with 16 weeks notice, 15 weeks notice, I'll have 150,000 here. And I'll be able to deliver it directly to the living rooms everywhere in the world in their language. Without going anywhere. Without going anywhere. And that saves them money. Saves them money, saves them, and I'll deliver an incredible experience. We're gonna bring in the biggest celebrities. We're gonna have the finest entertainment. We're gonna make it fun. Virtualproevent.com? Virtual GoPro. VirtualGoPro.com. Dot com. Yeah. Folks, you better get on that. And do all the celebrities have to come here so they're in that big arena? That's our preference. We're, we're negotiating with them now. Um, but sometimes you can be like, over to you, Tony. Yeah, yeah. We can do that too. Uh, I would prefer that I get the, the big shot celeb right in that spaceship that we're building and kind of virtually high-fiving the people on the screen than having some pre-recorded deal yeah um that that's my preference but <clears throat> we'll see what they're willing to do um if we keep it safe and you know covid friendly and all that stuff we can you know throw them on a plane fly them in here have them do their thing they'll fly home what what platform is it like a zoom it, or something it, the zoom will be a piece of it um that people will connect to but like i say the technology behind this i want you to just imagine okay i'm gonna have approximately 400 zoom rooms that hold 300 people each with support people in each one of those rooms, at least three of them, okay? So that's 1,200 support people. Plus I have to, for each room, I have to have an individual iMac computer. So I have to have 400 iMacs, all right, backed up to the cloud and 1,200 people to support this thing. Man, when I said yes to this deal, I had no clue. But I'll give you another th another key to success. Which I'm sure it's worked for you. It's worked for every entrepreneur I know. Here's the formula for success for entrepreneurs. Say yes, tell the world, figure it out. That's the deal. Mm -hmm. You don't go opposite. You got to say yes first before you have all the answers. You got to tell the whole world so you have no out. And then you got to figure it out. And that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. I, t I said yes. I told everybody we're doing it. Is tell the world more like commit? But yeah. that but that keeps you committed. Yeah, tell the world. Tell everybody. I'm going to do this. I said yes, I'm going to do this. Here's my goal. Here's my whatever my mission. I'm doing it. All right? Tell everybody. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a badass event. I can just tell cuz I know how you do things. If it's anything like your house. <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah, My well, wife did that. I guarantee she has her hand in this event. <laughs> she's she's on the calls right now. Yeah, yeah, she's running all all the logistical stuff, and I'm working with all the different field people and the and kind of the experience to be able to pull, pull it all together. But. We should have had her t here too. Marina's like a freaking oh, business yeah. force all by herself, yeah, for sure, for sure. She's way more disciplined than I am. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, she's tough too. Yeah, yeah. Negotiation wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She doesn't mess around. She doesn't mess around. No. Um, so, so when this event kicks off, it's what three days? Yep. 
20, 27 hours, three days. But is it like from this time to this time? Yeah, we're going to go from 8 a.m. Pacific to about 5 p.m. Pacific. So that means Europe starts at about 4 p.m. and goes into the night. Australia starts around 1 or 2 a.m. and goes all night into the morning. And they're all excited about it because if, if they flew to Vegas, they'd be upside down. Their body would be upside down anyway. So now they're going to be upside down at home. And if you want, dude, you can log in when you wake up. Yeah, but there's no replays. That's one thing I learned about online events. Can't have replays. No replays. Ever. What does that mean? You got to watch or you lose it. Damn. Because if, if you provide replays to an online event, nobody will ever watch. They won't watch nothing. Ever. So do you advertise no replays? Yeah, no replays. Now, to get 150,000 people at an event, that still requires marketing. Yeah. So even if someone went out and they spent the 20 mil and they said, okay, I'm putting on an event, how do you let 150,000 people know that it exists? I, you know, look, I, I, I'm in a... I wouldn't even recommend that you try. I mean, this is an accumulation of 32 years and lots of relationships. And the fact that if I get four or 500 people to each get their own little private Zoom room inside of this event for 300, I have 150,000. So I just have to get 500 leaders around the world to get their own 300 person event. And it's done. Yeah, uh -huh. that makes sense. See, I, don't, I, don't, I don't sell one at a time. And you have around the world yeah. to, to, to deal with. Everywhere. Yeah. Do you think around the world is bigger than the U.S. when it comes to MLM? Yeah, 70%. I mean, network marketing is, U.S. is maybe 25% total, total volume of, of the world when it comes to network marketing. Tell me the um, biggest and best nugget Roan gave you. Oh, man. So many. Um, for things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. It's not out there, it's in here. Um, that was the biggest thing. It just, you know, grow up and stop blaming other people. You've got to change. Take charge of your life. That was one. The other one is you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Do you believe that? 100%. So what if you hang out with your kids all day? Well, they're going to have an impact. You have to make sure that you balance that with some other resources. You have to have some other people. You can't be at the top of the food chain in your in your your circle of friends. If you're the big kahuna and everybody's sucking up to you, you're in the wrong crowd. Yeah. You got to be at the bottom end and and let the super successful people pull you up. But I mean, I don't hang out with many people though. That's because when I doesn't hear have to be it doesn't have to be hang out. I mean, here here's the thing. At the beginning, Jim Rohn taught you're going to become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you don't like that average, three things you can do. One, you can limit your association with negative influence. Don't spend as much time. Two, you can disassociate. Don't spend any time. Or three, you can expand your association with positive influence and that will accelerate your life. Okay? So I was good at limiting my time with negative people and I was also pretty good at disassociating with the people that were never going to help me move forward in my life but how do i get around positive people because you know what they're trying to do limit their association with me i was nobody's prize you know what i mean it's just like no i don't want to be around that guy he's going to bring my average down yeah you know so at the beginning i had to um audio back in back in the day it was like audio cassettes and cds they became one of my five that i was I spending time with 
Books became one of my five. See, folks, better pay attention because a lot of people ask me, Brad, how do you get around all those people? And I, but their question was more, how do you get all? How do you get around all of those influencers? Yeah, and the, the people I, I say, said you got to become one. Yeah, because here's the thing: you can leverage. Jim Rohn became one of my best friends before I ever met him. Les Brown became one, and Dennis Waitley became one. Og Mandino became one. Bob Proctor became one. All these different people were were my mentors, and I never met them. But until, you spent time with them. Until later in life. I listened to them a thousand times. I'll never forget. I used to pretend that I was driving around in my car listening to Jim Rohn, Og Mandino, and Les Brown in the backseat of my car. And they were just talking to each other and sharing ideas, and I, I got to soak it all up, and I was like driving Miss Daisy riding around learning okay yeah. and get this six years after that little mental image six years later i was in dallas texas i was driving my car and in the back seat of my car were jim Rohn, og mandino and les brown having a conversation talking about ideas and i was like oh my god that's crazy that just actually happened they did had no idea but what I learned from books, events, mentors, coaches, courses, today podcasts, is I let those things mentor me when I hadn't earned my way into a crowd. Because people say, go buy a millionaire lunch. Well, good luck with that. They're not going to have too much time for you, I promise. Yeah. Okay? So I had to earn my way into buying somebody lunch. Um, so I did that by these virtual things. And then inside of my profession, you could find people that had a vested interest in you and ask them for some mentorship. So I got some mentors that I started to push me and challenge me. And I learned to earn my way into the crowd, earn my way into the next group, right? So today I'm friends with Richard Branson. I'm friends with Tony Robbins. I'm friends with Pitbull. I'm friends with, you know, all these different people. But you know, they'll take my call, you know, they'll respond if I if I message them immediately. But guess what? That took some time. Sure it did. You know, but now being in that group, man, every time I'm in that group, every time I, I interact with them at all, they remind me how small I'm playing. They're like, come on, Eric, you can go bigger than this. Why are you playing so small? Why are you apologizing for your existence? Come on, let's go. Um so yeah, you can earn your way into a, a new crowd. Jim Rohn taught me that, um, and I did. And and I make sure you don't get comfortable also, because you can, you know, be at the bottom end of your five, but it doesn't take long before you're at the top end of your five, and that's the worst place in the world you want to be because all you can go is down from there. You think you're going to rescue everybody else in your group? That's not true. They're going to pull you down to the average of that group. Folks, better pay attention. It's for real. See, because I, I always think to my, because I don't hang out with many people, and every time I heard that, you're the average of the five people you hang around, I'm thinking, well, shit, dude. My kids, my wife, and they don't work. Yeah. Right? They, they, <laughs> what's uh, your environment? Yeah, no, but, but what, what's your environment? Are, they, are there podcasts that can help you? Yeah, but that's what I didn't, I are wasn't thinking. Masterminds? That's the greatest right I there. Mean, I will tell you, when I, when I first started, I got that, this lesson. And I'm a personal believer that information is like a time machine. Um, coaches, mentors, courses are like a time machine. You step into that time machine and you become 
a year smarter without being a year older. You become three years smarter without being three years older. So since I didn't go to formal education, didn't go to college, my first year I, I, I decided to invest $500 in me, in, in growing me. Bought books, bought courses, and I worked on that in order to be able to improve me. And because of that, I was able to increase my income. And I've increased that over the years. Today, my wife and I spend over a half a million dollars a year on mentors, coaches, mastermind groups, all designed to, to help us play bigger. Half a million. Now, you don't have to start with a half a million, but why are we doing that? Because we want to figure out a way to contribute on a bigger level. And we need somebody to tell us that we're playing too small. You know, everybody needs somebody whispering your and whispering your number one, kicking the ass number two, saying, "Come on, stop hiding, stop playing around." This is, you know, this is we only get to do this once, as far as we know. Let's go, do this thing. Um, so, if you have people telling you to slow down, you're in the wrong group, mm. for real. Or you, or you're thinking too big. Like, hey, dude, you're thinking too big. That's the wrong group. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't believe you can think too big. I mean, I think I have three belief, belief systems generally um, for anybody that I come into contact with. One is they need to think bigger. Uh, the world's not served by them playing small. They need to think bigger. If there's any epidemic, it's a, it's a lack of imagination. You've got to engage your imagination in the biggest way possible. Whatever your goals are, you need to double them and double them again. Um, outrageous, ridiculous completely unreasonable to the point that it feels inauthentic to even say it right it's just like stupid and then reverse engineer what would have to happen for that to occur for that to become real right and then go to work start attracting the right people into your life and the right ideas and the right information in order to be able to turn it into reality you might not hit the whole thing but boy with the stretch are you going to hit more than you than you thought for sure so number one, think bigger. Number two, you need to be stronger. So much whining and complaining and blaming in this world. Everybody's got to put, put their problems on somebody else. They think they're a good problem solver just by giving their problem to somebody else. You know, they get a problem, they go, here, you take it. Oh, look, I just solved that problem. No, you didn't. You just gave it to somebody who's a good problem solver. So you got to be stronger. I mean, we have a lot of weak people in our society right now. They don't, they don't take charge of nothing. It's everybody else's fault. It's this political party. It's that political party. It's my upbringing. It's the education. It costs too much. You know, my student loans are too expensive. Well, you took the money. Grow up. Deal with it. <laughs> you wouldn't dare say vote Trump, would you? Well, look, here, here's what I would say. What I would say is you've got to determine, you know, I play this game with my, with my relatives, and I ask them about the different issues. I said, take the personalities out of it and just take a look at the issues. You know, what do you feel about this? 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 And that should tell you what you should vote for based upon those issues. And I will tell you that I'm mixed and I've been mixed for my whole life. I voted exactly 50-50 for, for Republican and Democratic presidents in my lifetime. Um, the thing that I hate, um, but I also understand is the polarization of this society because everybody's been addicted to blame. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media and everything else is, I don't know where this ends. 
uh, when it comes to polarization. Do you think? I mean, civil I war. I mean, dude, it's so bad. But I don't. I wouldn't blame that on Trump, and I wouldn't blame that on Biden or anybody else. I think you got to vote your conscience. You got to vote what you think is in your own best interest. I'm an entrepreneur that will probably tell you as much as you need to know. Trump. Um, it's know? Trump. I'll say it. Yeah. I, Biden can't even finish a sentence. Yeah, I'm scared for him. I mean, I, I'm not putting him down. Like, I don't know the guy. I, I'm one of the most fairest people on the planet Earth, but I'm watching what he's saying. And he's like, you know, the thing. And I got hairy legs and all that crap you see. And I'm thinking, is this edit? Is this to make him look bad? But I, I, I do a little research. No, no, no. He's got some sort of declining mental stability. Yeah. Okay, so that's a no. Yeah. Period. Now, Trump, I agree with the personality. Again, I don't mind you know, boastful, abrasive people. I think I might even be one. But at the end of the day, I don't mind the personality because that's just, you know, him being Trump. But yeah. my taxes did get lower. Yeah. The, the, we're, we got peace in the Middle East. Trade, you know, he, all that he went to North Korea and got that dial. I mean, the shit is real, isn't it? Unless, of course, the media is lying, which therefore I think, I'm just using logic, well, the media would not even give him any credit so it must be happening because the media would say it's not if it wasn't let, let me let me put it to you this way the reason why i say be stronger in my entrepreneurial journey there's not been one president that made a difference in my business ever a big difference because because any trump lowered taxes so i, I got i got some I more got, I, yeah fine but it didn't change my business yeah but that's a little difference yeah 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 a little help in the get old it, get it i get it national here's what here's what i would tell you though everybody also for my whole life this is an existential threat this election if the other guy gets in it's going to be the end of the history of the earth nope it Never. won't what about this one? Do you think you this could one? put you could put if you're a Republican, you could put AOC in there. And if you're an entrepreneur, guess what? You'll adapt. What is AOC? Yeah, uh, the Cortez lady. Oh, uh, Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, you know the the extreme extreme left. Um, you could put that. You could put Bernie Sanders in there. And guess what? An entrepreneur will do. Win anyway. Adapt. Yeah, that's what you do. I, f I forget. Someone said they're raising taxes. I said, well, then make more money. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've been an entrepreneur with high taxes, low taxes, medium taxes. Moving around, do whatever you got to do. Take away capital gains. All right, doing the inheritance tax. Okay, it doesn't matter. Do you think there's any difference with this election? No. So you don't believe in any of the conspiracy shit? No. Like pedophilia and satanic worship. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying that there isn't terrible things going on in the world. What I'm saying is, and we should confront all terrible things, and we should challenge all terrible things. What I'm saying is, regardless of who's elected, entrepreneurs will adapt. I agree with that. However, no what matter I'm, what, I'm and, and you should vote your conscience. And I'm not saying don't vote. What I'm saying is, stop thinking that it's the end of the world uh, if some if somebody that you didn't vote for gets in because it's not. All yeah. the Democrats that when Trump got in, they lost their mind when he when he got elected, and they're still breathing. Yeah, and everything's fine. Yeah. Now, now, if Hillary would have got in, same thing. Everybody be would have been. Everybody would have been fine. Here's it wouldn't thing. have been as cool. But I'm worried now more about because of the polarization. Like you've got BLM, you got Antifa, 
you've got freaking patriots yeah. they're at war like they're i'm afraid like literally a civil war we've never had one for a long time dude that would change shit that will affect Here, your here's business. what i will tell you i don't think so i i, I don't think that's going to happen um my personal opinion you know maybe it does but i don't think so um you want to understand what's going on in the world there's a book by ryan holiday called trust me i'm lying confessions of a media manipulator and this guy manipulated the media and then changed his tune and decided to do stuff stuff for good but he literally showed how they create stories and how they run them up the media flagpole manufactured out of nothing in order to be able to drive an agenda and there's a huge amount of amount of money in polarization tons because if you get somebody mad or passionate about any issue you get eyeballs. If you get eyeballs, you get clicks. If you get clicks, you get advertising. You get advertising, you get all the dollars. So there's just tons and tons of money in controversy and polarization. So that's where most of this is going. Of course, all the opposite parties are, are, are uh, wanting to tell, tell the world that this is going to be the end of everything. And now we got a Supreme Court and it's going to be battle royale over the Supreme Court. Same kind of thing. Oh, the court's going to go this way. The court's going to go that way. Look, I, I've been looking at this for, what, 35, 36 years since I was able to vote? Doesn't I, matter. Nope. Nothing matters. Nope. It matters. Keep if your you're eye on, on the ball. It matters if you're on the take. Yeah. It matters if you're, if you're a, a cog in somebody else's wheel. But if you're an entrepreneur, you adapt. You will. You know? It's Folks. all you do. Couldn't have said it better. I so, might not even have said that only because I get wrapped up in the. I know. Like, like I say, it's a, <clears throat> anybody says existential, anything. I'm like, come on, stop. So one, you need to think bigger. Two, you need to be stronger. Stop whining. Stop complaining. You should pay some, you know, find your friend and have them collect $100 from you every time you complain about something or you blame somebody else for your lack of something. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the, I understand the strife that's going on in the world today, and I also have empathy towards injustice of any sort. But I would also say the only way out of injustice is personal responsibility. It's not blame. Mm. I mean, life doesn't respond to demand. Life responds to deserve. And you gotta deserve it. You can't just demand it. And everybody's demanding this and rioting that and, and striking this and protesting that. Good luck. Good luck. Guess what you get when you do that? The minimum. Yeah. Or or you can just deserve it. Take charge. It's your life. And deserve it. You don't have to wait for somebody else to change their mind or change their policy because you've created the life that you want. So anyway, you gotta be stronger. And the third thing is you got to go faster. You got to move faster. Mm. Success loves speed. Velocity is so important. You got to go now. Do it now. Don't wait. Don't go six months down the road. So procrastination's a killer. You got to go now. Velocity, man. Momentum. If you're going to get a goal done and, and you set a goal for 10 months, get it done in 10 weeks. Get it done. There's so much reward for going fast. Mm. especially in this world is this what people can expect <clears throat> if they were to follow you i didn't yeah well look this is part of my this is how i live i go fast um i say yes i tell the world and i figure it out 
most people are not emotionally prepared for that. Yeah, but not only that, you've you've had access to some real thought leaders along the way, and can, still do. And a, a lot of things you're just basically learning, regardless of how you learned it. You learned it, yeah. And, you, and you're a lot of times just giving it away. Sure. I mean, look. The, the, <clears throat> here's what I know: truth is old. Truth is old, man. It it, it, it keeps showing up in different packages they thought when they came out with the secret oh that's amazing you can attract things into your life that's been a a principle for thousands of years that your imagination and and your state can start to attract things into your life you make a thousand little subconscious decisions that change things for the better my bias is towards personal responsibility and away from blame that's my bias generally and then i think there's some tactic tactics in order to be able to do better but like i say um think bigger most people are playing way 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 small mm. they've been programmed to be a, a a piece in somebody else's dream they've been programmed to think like an employee to do as they're told to follow instructions to color inside the lines you know be a good boy be a good girl and guess what entrepreneurs do the people who change the world they color outside the lines you know all the time they, you know, they, they don't even pay attention to the lines. What about people that are afraid to, to offend and or disrupt the apple cart? That's part of your programming. You were told it's safe to play, to, to be behind the scenes and don't raise your voice. And it's better to be seen and not heard. And, you, you know, brush your teeth or there's going to be consequences. Finish your home, homework or there's going to be consequences. Don't show up late for work or there's going to be consequences. At some point, you got to do stuff that's not an assignment. You know what I mean? Most people respond to what's demanded of them. So you got to demand something different of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So in all of this. You want to change, you got to be, or what was it he said? Do you want true change? You got to change. No. For things to change, you've got to change. Yeah. For things to get better, you have to get better. Period. So people protesting for things to get better, you've got to get better. For things to change, you've got to change. It's about personal responsibility. Now, that doesn't mean the people who are doing things in an unjust way don't have to take personal responsibility too. Everybody does. But we win when we take responsibility. All we have is conflict when we're professional blamers. You got, you got guns? A couple. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I will tell you, when Corona hit... Did I wish I had your political... Uh, you know, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Cause no, like, like I'm a dumbass. Like I, I'd be way bigger, way richer if I just shut up and be more intelligently uh, aware of, you know, again, I'll say vote Trump. And, and then you walk out here going, see, I, you didn't say anything. You said, I vote this way. I vote this way. You give some good information when in reality, deep down, dude, you could be like, fuck yeah, Trump, <laughs> but you'll never say it because you're smarter. I need to be smarter. Well, I don't know. I, you're, you're, you're dropping bombs, man. Yeah, well, uh, I grew up in the country. Yeah, you know what happens when you drop bombs? What everything's destroyed? No, not everything. My 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 landscapes all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I got craters everywhere. There's smoke in the air. <laughs> I I grew up in the country. I grew up with a gun in my hand. You know, hunting everything, shooting everything, fishing, shooting, doing all that stuff. I lost my appetite for for hunting um, when I was 13 years old. Had a tragic circumstance. I'll tell you my story. We grew up in the country, and a farmer called and said, I've, I've got a bunch of rabbits. Um, if you and your friends want to come over and 
shoot some rabbits. Rabbits are hard to shoot, right? Rabbits are tough to shoot in the wild. You know, they're moving pretty quick. So I'm like, oh, rabbits. Oh, you know, we can have rabbit stew or something. You know, I grew up in the country. So me and some friends got in a pickup truck and we went over there. My dad was over there and there was rabbits everywhere. The farmer wasn't home. There was rabbits on the driveway. There was rabbits on the lawn. There was rabbits around the barn. There was probably, as far as you could see, there's probably 300 rabbits I could see. So he's not around, so it's just like, okay, boom. Rabbit falls over, throw him on the road. They didn't even run. Boom, shoot the next one. Boom, shoot the next one. Pretty soon there's a little pile of rabbits. And I'm kind of losing my appetite for this, you know, after a rabbit, like 20 and I finally, I hit a rabbit, and it was under a, a broken down car, like out in the, by the barn, and it hid under there, and it was screaming. I don't know if you ever heard a rabbit scream, but it's like human sounding, and it wouldn't stop. It just kept screaming and screaming, and I couldn't put it out of its misery, and it went on and went on, and finally I burst into tears, and I gave my gun to my dad, and I said, I, I'm done. I'm, I, and I walked home. Um, I couldn't do it anymore, right? So I, all my family and stuff, they still go deer hunting and do all that stuff. So for me, I, I just said, you know what? I can go to the grocery store and get what I need. I don't, I don't need to go kill my own meat in order to be able to, to eat. I'm, I don't judge it, but it's just not for me, right? So when, funny. when corona hits... Uh, all I can imagine is if things get really bad here in Vegas, I saw the movie The Purge, and I could just see the unemployed crawling up the hill towards my house, you know, <laughs> and say, we're coming to get some. Um, so I was just like, well, should I? You know, so we went, we went down to the, the gun store here. I haven't had a gun in years. Um, and it's the most of Have you been to a gun store since COVID? Mm-hmm. It's... It's like the biggest boom they've ever experienced. They're back ordered on everything. They just get their, their, as soon as they get something in, it's immediately sold. It's just like, holy moly. So we got a few guns, put them in the safe. Well, it's Hopefully funny. I never have to use them. Dude, it's funny that you have that story. I've got a very similar one. We went hunting and I, and you know, we used to grab our guns and go shoot things. Yeah. And so I shot this deer. And it didn't die. And deers scream too. Mm -hmm. Deers, deer scream mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So I ran around walked up to it i pointed the gun at its at its head so i could put it out of its misery because i felt bad it was screaming and mm -hmm. dude it was just trying to get water yeah and i my asshole shot it so like then it and it just injured it it was just but it couldn't move for some reason it was just sitting there and i walked up and had a big old eye looking at me and the eye was scared shitless and there it was screaming so i put the gun to its head and i turned my head so i didn't get splattered or anything and i pulled the trigger and the screaming got louder and I looked back, and all I did was shot its jaw off. No, dude. And, dude, I'm like, oh, my God. And then my friend had this big buck knife, came up, picked up its back leg, stuck it in the gut, just out came its guts, and it just finally slowly stopped screaming and died. And then we left a big mound of flesh because all he took was the back strap. And I'm sitting there looking at a steaming. It was a beautiful deer. Now it's a pile of crap. I never hunted since, dude. It's a damn near the same experience. Like, I don't hunt. People say, dude, don't be a puss. No, look, if I'm starving, I, I'll hunt. Yeah. But I'm not starving. Yeah. 
and I will not shoot animals. It's I don't understand. I don't it's, understand. You know, I, I understand the tradition of it, and my my like I say, my family goes out there and they do it, pass it down to their kids and their kids, and they get all the training. And they go out there and do, and they do their deer stands and they do all the stuff. It's just not for me. I mean, you know, look, go have fun, go do your traditions. I, I eat meat, so I understand the the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. Okay. I just I, feel I just, bad. I just don't want to kill the cow. Yeah. You know, I'll eat the cow, but I don't want to have to like look him in the eye when I kill him. My daughter's a vegan, and I said, "Honey, I just eat the bacon that's on the plate. I didn't kill the thing. But if it's already dead and you don't eat it, you're wasting bacon. I love bacon. Hey, so real quick, yeah, two, let's say three books that that if you mm. haven't read these books, you're an idiot. You already mentioned the Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. You've mentioned um, two two by Ryan Holiday. I mentioned Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Kid. So three different so ones. So good." Um, anything by Jim Rohn? No, he didn't really do good with books. His was mostly courses. I would say The Magic of Thinking Big by Schwartz. Amazing book. Um, Atlas Shrugged. It's a novel. You know, it's 1,100 pages. It's not for wimps. You know what's crazy about that book, according to what they say? Every single billionaire on earth has read that book well that's why i'm reading the book are you reading it now i have to for the first time i wish i can go back to the first time it's the first time oh my god how far are you in just get just got started just understand let me tell you something about this book okay i'm 33 years old I'm 56 now but when i'm 33 years old i went through a major business crisis massive change all kinds of drama and I, I was at a friend's house in California, and he's multimillionaire, house filled with books. And I asked him, just on a, on a lark, what book influenced your success more than any other book? And he didn't even hesitate. He said, Atlas Shrugged. I'm like, what? I never even heard of it. He said, Eric, and this is the time, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. He said, they, they did a survey of the top 10 self-made men in the world, and seven out of the 10 credited this book with their success more than any other book. Hmm. And this book was rated the number two most influential book in the United States behind the Bible by the Book of the Month Club and by the Library of Congress. And I went, what? So here's what I will tell you about the book, just you need to understand. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's 1,100 pages. It's a novel. It'll describe exactly what's going on in the world today. And you need to get about 200, 250 pages in before the penny drops. You know, they, they got to set up a lot of stuff in the 200, 250 pages. So just endure it um, to get to that stage. But then as an entrepreneur, you'll be home. You'll be going like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. I wish I can go back and listen to it for the first time. The Magic or, or, or of Thinking listen, Big. Not, not listen to it, but read it. Uh, the Magic of Thinking Big by Schwartz, Atlas Shrugged, Ayn Rand. Um, one of my favorites forever is Illusions by Richard Bach. Illusions. Everything in this life is an illusion. You just need to understand that. Engage your imagination. Build whatever you want. Folks, if you didn't get value from this episode, you're straight crazy. I got a whole page of notes. Number one, I appreciate you coming down. I know you're busy. My pleasure. 
you guys, he's got his own podcast, GoPro Podcast. He's got his own academy, GoPro Academy. If you if you were again thinking about getting in the business, you'd be crazy not to, or wait for my course. No, just joking. Yeah, for I, sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing that. And then a free Facebook community called Straight Talk. You can find him anywhere. Facebook, you know, NMPRO. Yeah, face, just look up Eric Worry yeah. on any social media. Mainly Instagram is where you hang out. Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. At Eric Worry, that's spelled W-O-R-R-E. And, o, and or go to Network Marketing Pro. And just so you know, I didn't come here to promote anything. I, I know. just come here because you're my buddy. I'm the one promoting. <clears throat> I want to see you do well. And, and uh, I, love, I love the fact that you're doing great work. And keep it up. Keep, I will. Keep talking straight. Dude, I got I got to keep hanging around with people like you. Yeah, folks, share this out if it if it's uh, uh, something you can do for me. Share it out. Also, follow Eric. Hit him up with the hashtag Bomb Squad so he knows where he came from. Till next time, keep it real. This is dropping bombs with the real Bradley. Subscribe at droppingbombs.com. <laughs>